It's time for the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are back in effect here at RJ's Pub in Rochester. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Of course, he is a coach, Greg Campy. Coach, how are you? And for everybody that's here in attendance right now, they're getting an education on how radio works behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? You're back to the camera, so right. that's probably the best look you've had it, in it, many years. It probably is, Camp. You know that I'm saying it. You know, it, you're, you're probably not wrong on that aspect. But, uh, Camp, you know, usually – I'm up here all by myself. You, you are, hey. Yeah. Take it away, Camp. Well, everybody, it's really nice to see you, and uh, Happy New Year and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we don't really need Neil for this, do we? No, we don't. I'll see you all later. I'll be up at the bar. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let me know when this is all done. No, but, but Camp, usually, you know, we would go back – and we would discuss what happened last week, and it certainly was a good weekend for the Golden Grizzlies, but I think the overriding news right now, Camp, uh, the statement by the Horizon League, uh, tomorrow's game against Detroit Mercy in the Metro Series will be postponed. And, and I know that, and you guys, if you have questions, you can fire those off on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. We get to those uh, a little bit later on in the show. But, Camp, you know, just kind of take everybody through that process because it, it is it's bitterly disappointing I think not only for Golden Grizzlies fans not only for Horizon League fans but I think Detroit sports fans at whole and that's something that we always talk about here that was really one of the inroads that both teams had to the the general Detroit sports fan yeah I mean it's the it's the best rivalry in the Horizon League um, you know every time we play a home game against them pre-COVID we set a attendance record, and every time we play there, they have by far their best crowd of the year. They had 7,000 once for our game there. Now three to 4,000 of that were Oakland fans. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's kind of cool because when we play down there, we, we bus students and, and all that kind of stuff there. So, you know, it's disappointing that we're not going to play the game. But basically, uh, you know, COVID's a factor right now. The, the new variant is – Nobody can figure it out. We actually had a, an Oakland University call today with our head coaches. With Our team doctor is also the team doctor for the Pistons. And so we're following pretty much the NBA protocol uh, within the league protocol. Uh, even if, you know, the league is a little bit different than ours, we're, we're going to follow the NBA protocol because that's just that's what our doctor does. And if it's good enough for the NBA, it's probably good enough for us. And, you know, just listening to him talk and what's going on, you know, I think we see that the end is out there. You know, I think, I think the medical people see that the variant and how it is attacking us, uh, especially our players in that, that age, that it's, you know, especially if you're vaccinated and boosted, it's, it's becoming less of a hazard. It's still, you're going to get, you know, people can get sick, they can be asymptomatic. But I think it's a, a less, uh, I can't think of the word I want, powerful strength. Less severe. Yes. Right. So that's what I was told on this call today. And, that you know, I think that we can see in the future that, that we can get by this. But right now we're at a, a time that people don't really understand. And you have, to, you have to put rules in and you have to follow them. And that's what people are doing. I mean, you look tonight, there were 20-some games canceled because of, you know, the COVID uh, protocols. So as disappointed as we can be, you know, we're, we're playing. Uh, we get to play two this weekend. Uh, you know, everything's good. 
everything's good. I, obviously, you wanted to play that game. And I'm going to tell you, Detroit wanted to play that game too. I mean, they got us at home. And Detroit's a really good basketball team. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's disappointing to the fans. But, you know, we move on and we're happy that we're able to play on Friday. And, and I think that's important too, Camp, that you bring up. You know, Detroit did want to play this basketball game, A, because it's a home game, you know, as you talked about. And this is Neil Rule talking, and I don't speak for uh, Greg Campy, obviously. Wins have been hard to come by for them, you know, in, the, in this Metro series. They, they have been. I mean, that's just the way that it is. So certainly they wanted to play this game at home. I mean, you know, no, Camp, Neil, you're, you're gonna, everybody's going to think I said that. I, I no, right. I gave a disclaimer, Cam. I know, but I gave be, a disclaimer. I'm sure that that's going to be everywhere. No, now. no, 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 Campy no. I, said, <laughs> he told Neil to say no. Yes, I, there I, you I, go. Yeah, that is just that, like I told Tony Paul to to send the, the what he wrote out to you know. So I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. but that's what makes this such a great rivalry. Right? No, it is. Hatred, hatred is a really good thing in sports. <laughs> You do need it. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, there's a lot do. of it there in this series. <laughs> there certainly is. There's no question about that. Do you have a good show lined up for you here today? Uh, the nation's leader in assist is in the house here today. Of course, that is Jalen Moore. He will be up here in just a little bit. Associate head coach Jeff Smith is in the house as well. And you're listening on the radio home of Golden Grizzlies basketball. So you know uh, Smitty's voice. You hear him every pregame show as we sit down and do the coach speak. He's the one always breaking the stuff down for you. But, again, if you have questions, send them in with the hashtag AskCampy on Twitter. We get to those. We got a whole uh, gaggle, I guess would be a good word, uh, of AskCampy questions today that we we'll get to so certainly looking forward to getting to that but you know what about that camp i mean this now let's let's back up let's go to michigan state sure you know we haven't been on here since the state game and um you know i the one thing that i think everybody saw in, in little caesars and i was i'm here with some friends tonight and i was just talking to them that and i i think the oakland fans should really be applauded for this the oakland michigan state game is the largest crowd that Little Caesars has had since the pandemic started. You know, just under 17,000, I think it was 16,800. Not the Red Wings, not the Pistons. That's how big that's, that series, that, that rivalry, I don't know if you can call it a rivalry, but little guy playing the big guy every year game has become uh, that, you know, we had, we've had 20,000 at it pre-pandemic. Now we have, you know, 17,000 in the middle of the pandemic. And I just want to thank the Oakland fans. I mean, we had, we had over 7,000 people uh, from the ticket sales and that, that, that were there for us. And I, I want to thank uh, Giz and I want to thank the people at Oakland who sold that and, and did such a great job of getting our fans out. And then how great our fans were. Uh, you know, there aren't, a, there aren't a lot of home games where there's more of the other opponent than you and and when Jamal was at the free throw line shooting the the technical fouls it was pretty loud in there against us yeah. even though it was a home game but I'll tell you what when they were shooting their technicals we heard a lot from our fans so it, it was uh can you believe they teed both of us that's unbelievable but um <laughs> the our crowd did a tremendous job now it was a great basket it was a great college basketball game uh, I will say this publicly uh I think the turning point in the game was the missed goaltend and then my technical. Um, I, I, Fans are saying, yeah. yeah, can't, I, yeah. There's, there's no question. I think there's a minute and a half to go. And a half. If they call the goaltending and I don't get the technical, we've got the ball to take the lead. We're going to go a two-for-one. At the worst, we're going to be down is three points, four points. Right. And instead, 
It turned in with the technical net, turned into a nine-point deficit. We came out to start second half. We ran a set play. We got a wide-open three and missed it. And, uh, and then we just kept fighting and battling, and we could not make the shot. We just couldn't make the big shot. To get would, over the hump. To get right. over that. That would cut it from six to three or seven to four, and then it, then it started to get away from us, got to 12. We got it back down. We actually had the ball with a minute to go, and we could have cut it to five. Uh, and we, we just turned it over. So we were very close. But the common theme that I got out of that from Izzo and from the Michigan State people, and then, you know, I, I belong to this club where uh, there's a lot of big Spartan fans and Michigan fans and things like that. And the only time they watch us is when we play them. And when I go, I get stopped every day since that game saying, you damn, you guys are good, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah, we are, man. <laughs> Why don't you come to the arena and see us? And uh, thank you. And um, you know, they keep they keep saying, uh, I didn't realize how good your team was, and that. And I, well, Jamal Kane and Jalen Moore, are two of the best players in the country, you know, and Micah Parrish and and Trey Townsend are two of the best COVID freshmen in the country. Not just in our conference, not just in the state of Michigan, but in the country. And um, I've been saying that to everybody, and now people are saying it to me. And you know what that old Walter Payton uh, saying, when you're good, you have to tell people. When you're great, they tell you. And right. so I do like that you know, Yeah, it's one of my favorite quotes. And so I can shut up now. I've been telling people since September this is a really good basketball team, and now I don't have to say that anymore. Uh, we got a, a long road in front of us. we got to get it done. But when people start telling you that you're good, you know that you're good. And, and I've noticed too, Camp, you know, doing doing the, the, the talk radio stuff and all that kind of stuff, There there is – you know, there there are discussions with sports fans out there, and now the the mock brackets are starting to come out and all that kind of stuff. Where where are you with that? Like, you you guys have had some success, you know, preseason. I I think what everything you said about the Michigan State game was true. Uh, certainly, the Michigan State fans were very surprised to see that. Not only was it a home game for Oakland, it was also a home television broadcast for Oakland. Yeah, you got uh, a lot of crap, Neil. I'm yeah, telling you, yeah. people have called me about who is that guy. Why would you let? Uh, I think that's good, though. That hundred percent. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather you know. It's, yeah. You can talk good, talk bad. Doesn't matter as long as you're talking, man. But, but through it all, I mean, I, I had to educate a few of them that said, you know, well, we have a, a television deal in a top that's fifteen media game. market. It's yeah. our game. It's our broadcast. Yeah. I work for Oakland. That's the way things go. Right. And you know, I think it got lost a little bit too, kind of at the end, because you talked about that situation with the ball with a chance to cut it to five with a minute to go. You know, I took some heat on Twitter about that. They're like, you know, you were excited with a minute to go and, and all that kind of – I'm like, yeah, it was still a basketball game. We make a three there, and we keep asking the questions, you know. Yeah, but, but that's we, them, though. That's we the world they live in. On, but, yeah, you know, I know. as far as the brackets, I think – Yeah, how do you deal, how do you well, deal from, with that from, now that here, the talk's coming Here's from in? my standpoint on that. Those, those don't mean anything. And, but when a guy like Joe Lenardi and the national media – who do this for a living, they watch the games, they saw, you know, they watch the Michigan State game. Here's what happened. Once we proved that we were, we had the best non-league season, and conferences like ours, when they put those brackets out, they just take the preseason pick or who won it last year or the traditionally good right. team in that league. Like Vermont's always going to be put in those brackets, right? <laughs> always, every year. All right. So in the Horizon League this year, Cleveland State was put in it, and they, and they probably still belong there, and we don't because they're the reigning champion and they're off to a good start. But when people, when you go beat in Oklahoma State, when you lose by five at West Virginia, when you do what we've done, all of a sudden you see your name in the bracket. But this is, when I say you don't have to 
tell people you're good when they start telling you? When that bracket first came out, we were a 15 seed. A week ago, before the Michigan State game, we were a 14 seed, 14 playing number three LSU. Today, when Lombardi's bracket came out, we're all the way up to a 13 seed. And so we have nothing to do with that. Your call of the game had nothing to do with that. I have nothing to do with that. I, I can't influence people like that. I try, but I can't. Right. You know? And so I think what the national media is saying is, hey, this is a pretty good team. And, you know, they keep winning the way they're winning. They, they can be slotted into the 13th seed. Now, my goal is to keep winning them all and get to a 12 or an 11 because obviously you have a better chance to win a game the better right. you get. What Joe's fan would say to me, shut up and just worry about winning the league, and that's fine, but you've got a dream and, and you've got to, your players have to believe. We can't do all this if we don't believe we can. And so I, want, I talk about that stuff. I talk about the, the pressure that's going to be on you when we get to that tournament. And if you, if you don't believe you belong, you're going to wet your pants in the tournament, and we're not going to do that this year. We got to a championship game last year, and our goal is to get to the NCAA tournament, and when we get there, our goal is to win. And we're not going to back away from that. We're going to say that. And I don't care what anybody says that, you know, you're, you're looking to put in the cart before the horse or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. See, I always laugh at that, Camp, because that's, that's what it comes down to every single year. Like, people say that, well, how are you looking ahead to that? How are you looking ahead to that? That's how it works in, in mid-major but, basketball. But, but fans, you know? fans don't understand that. And I'm going to throw a stat at people, and they're going to shake their head when I say this and not understand it. If... Michigan State, who's been to the NCAA tournament 25 years in a row, if Michigan State had the same qualifications to get to the tournament that we do since 2005, they would have been to three NCAA tournaments. Michigan would have been to two. Oakland would have been to three. Because we went to three. If you have the same qualifications, the, that qualification, winning your conference tournament. State's won it three times since 2005. Michigan's won it twice. I think Michigan State may have won it four, and I might be wrong, but it's better for me to say three. Don't let the facts get in the way of yeah, a good story, Camp. Don't do that. But my point, is, my point is, is that's how hard it's to get to the tournament from our situation. Now, if we'd have beaten State, I think an at-large bid would have been possible if we could have had a really good regular season, a conference season record. But we didn't. So now we've got to understand that's our only way to get there. And uh, so that's that's the way it it is. is. Right. So it is what it is, and we're going to attack it that way as a coaching staff. My players want to attack it that way because they believe. They believe in themselves. They believe they're good. You could see that in the state game. There was no fear in our – there was no fear out there. When, when I got the technical and it ran up to nine points and we got in the locker room, no one thought we couldn't win that game. No one. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I put us in a bad situation with that. and uh, I, I wish I hadn't gotten it, but it, it is what it is. No, but Camp, I mean, real quickly, too, before we get to the break, and, and we will be joined by Jalen Moore and Associate Head Coach Jeff Smith coming up in just a couple minutes here from RJ's Pub. But real quick, Camp. Uh, the moral of this story is you guys are 4-0 in, in Horizon League play, a couple of solid wins. You know, Dan Waterstrap, my broadcast partner, we did the TV game with on Robert Morris. You know, it looked like a couple of teams that were on Christmas break. You guys dropped the hammer on it and got into gear, and uh, away you guys went and got a couple of wins this weekend. Well, we're 4-0 in league play, and we've been a, had a 20-point lead in all four games. 
And the last time we could say that was when we were on that 50 and three run in the in the Summit League. We used to, you know, every game for a whole year, we got a double-digit lead. But to have a 20-point lead in four league games, two at home, two on the road, I think you have a pretty good basketball team. So we're going to live off that and keep going. Yeah, absolutely. So let's do this then, Camp. We'll, uh, we'll take a break here at RJ's Pub. When we come back, we'll be joined by Jalen Moore and associate head coach Jeff Smith. And we are back in the house here in RJ's Pub in Rochester. It's a Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. At Henry Ford Health System, we're proud to be the official health care provider of the Detroit Lions. Because our teams have a lot in common. We're all for leaving opponents in our dust, linebackers and cancer alike. And we're all for pushing ourselves to be the best because we're all for anything it takes to win. Henry Ford Health System, all for you. Official health care provider of the Detroit Lions. Learn more at henryford.com slash team docs. Welcome back inside RJ's Pub here for the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, and here in the house at RJ's Pub, of course, we have the nation's leading assist man. He is Jalen Moore, associate head coach Jeff Smith in the house as well. And Jamo, we'll start with you, man. How's things? Uh, things are going good. I'm just getting better every day as a team, and I'm just looking to take it as far as we can. Uh, absolutely. So, Smitty, you know, uh, the, the radio people finally are putting a face to it, as you said. You know, you were you were talking about the fact that that you got more of that uh, quote unquote face for radio. But uh, <laughs> but but here we are as we're streaming live stream too as well. Uh, Smitty, what, what about this basketball team? You know, Coach Campy was just talking about it. Four uh, 0 at, at the top of the Horizon League right now. Just kind of give me your 30,000 foot assessment so far. You know, I, th I think the, the biggest thing with this group is, is the, the chemistry and the cohesiveness that this group has had, and they've had since day one. And I, I give a lot of that credit to the guy sitting right here. Uh, you know, last spring when we went through the, the, recruiting, the recruiting wars and, and got some things done and, and did some things with the portal, you know, we put a group together that, uh, that I think that we knew had a chance to be good. But when those guys all stepped foot on campus this summer, Jalen uh, took the lead. 
he told guys how things were going to go and everybody's followed along and you know he and Jamal have, have formed into an unbelievable duo but this whole group has just a great vibe and a great spirit to them and being around them every day is it's truly a joy I mean it, it sounds cliche and all that but I mean getting up and Jalen and I were talking about it last week in my office I mean coming in every day to practice with this group you look forward to it and that's not always the case every year and this group is really special and they've got a chance to do some great things and, and you know Jalen that's something that that Smitty has talked about a lot too uh in in the pregame chats that we've had and, and everything that we've discussed you know you look at this group and, and I noticed that just in the way you guys travel and the way you guys practice and the way you guys play this is this is a solid unit and, and again going back to what Smitty says I know that's cliche but but I, I get that feeling from you guys so I know it's got to be legit yeah um the end of last year uh we made the group chat the same group chat and um I renamed the group chat All In, and I told guys straight from the text, I said, if you're not All In, then you can leave the group chat. And, um, you know, nobody left the group chat, and um, we all just been bonding as one together. Um, you know, Jamal came in, and he's he's an unbelievable guy. Um, so we all been bonding as one together. Um, everybody's playing for each other, and I think just this is a really special group. You know, everybody loves each other. And obviously, Smitty, you and I talk about Jamal Cain uh, very often, just going back off of, off of Jalen Moore's comments. I mean, this this is a guy, Smitty, I, when I talk about him, like in the talk radio world and all that kind of stuff, and you know, after the Michigan State game, I think that opened up a lot of eyes here around the Detroit area. I think that Alabama game opened up a, a lot of eyes too. I mean, right now – you have, you know, you have a couple luxury cars and Jalen Moore and, and Jamal Kane. I mean, you, 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 know, you got the Ferrari, you got the Lambo going right now. I mean, you, you, you got a couple, you got a couple of high performance machines. We do, you know, and, and as well as they perform on the floor, I mean, what they do as human beings in that locker room and on our campus in our building. I mean, today we, we did a, a, a session after practice with the marketing staff to, to help them, you know, with promoting the games this weekend and as we go through the season and. You know, they're just willing, and, and Jalen and Jamal are the guys that are always willing to give of themselves to others, and Jamal came in here, and he could have he could have done a lot of things and acted a lot of ways, and, and all he's done is, has been an unbelievable teammate and an unbelievable person, and, and I, give, I give him a lot of credit, and I give Jalen a lot of credit. Those two guys have, have gotten together and figured out that they can, can be great together, and it's got a better, much better feel to it and a much better chance of success if they do it together. And then, like Coach said today, I mean, you look at what, what Micah and Trey have done. I mean, we, we've got, you know, these two are unbelievable, but we've got four of maybe the top seven or eight players in this conference. And, you know, and the talent of that group is really, really good. And, and I know it sounds like a broken record, but what they are as a group when it comes to character, it's unbelievable. And you spend any amount of time with these guys in this locker room, and you're going to walk away really, really impressed. Uh, absolutely. Talking to associate head coach Jeff Smith, talking to Jalen Moore, point guard for the Golden Grizzlies. So, Jalen, you know, let's touch on you a little bit here. And you and I have had this discussion many, many times since the moment you set foot on campus. You said, I, I wanted to come to Oakland. I wanted to be a point guard at Oakland. You said that the whole Kay Felder uh, era really opened your eyes to Oakland basketball. And now here you sit, leading the nation in assists, led the nation in assists last year. Is this everything you thought it would be playing here at Oakland? Um, yes and no. I didn't, I didn't think I could lead the nation in assists, honestly. Um, just from my perspective, um, I think I underestimated, underestimated myself. Um, but Coach, Can Coach Campy told me he's going to give me the keys to the car. 
Um, and he's done that. Um, he's done more than that. Um, like you said, Kay Felder, unbelievable point guard. Um, just looking up to him. Uh, I've been chatting with him this past year, uh, last year, getting in the gym with him a couple times. Um, you know, I think Oakland is, is a really – it's a perfect spot for me. It's a great home for me. And uh, I'm just glad that Coach Campion, Coach uh, Smith, and all the other coaches gave me a chance to come here and play. So, so you said you've been working with Kay a little bit in the gym. Is that where you got that kind of extra separation on that step back now? Because it's, <laughs> it's a little more bouncy than it was before. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, I was taking notes when he was – when he was. Um, <laughs> you know, I was following the lead. So I w what he was doing, I was doing. Um, you know, he's a, he's a really great – player but he's a more unbelievable guy he's a really great guy yeah and, and smitty what about that too i mean just the lineage and, and we talk about the point guard and, and dan waterstrat and i during the last broadcast that we did i mean we we did an entire segment you now just just talking and going through the lineage of the point guards and, and how jalen stacks up with you know guys like Kay and jonathan jones and all those kinds of guys that you know ha have been factors in national statistical races and, and all that kind of stuff but more than that he talks about the keys to the car it's it's turnkey since second one when Jalen got on this campus man go and he's gone man every single time yeah you know I think that was when, when I came back to work for coach you know we, we got about halfway through that first season when I came back and and we realized that you know maybe for the first time for him in a long long time we didn't have a point guard and uh, it was part of uh, the reason why we struggled and he walked into my office one day and he, he sat down and he said go find me a point guard and so and when I say I was all over the country I was literally all over I know the country, you were. <laughs> and you know, you remember I was I was flying in on game day, and you know, and doing all that sort of thing, and and and, and went all over the place. And, and and Jay and I talked about this morning. You know, we were just kind of joking, like you know, you know, he picked us, but we picked him. And you know, thankfully it worked out because I saw a lot of guys, and I will never forget the first time I watched him play. I had heard about him. I had talked to some coaches in the league about him, and the first possession of the game, they got the jump ball. Their opponents went into a zone, and he put the ball underneath his arm. And he told everybody where to go and what play they were going to run. And we didn't have one person in our program at that time that would do that. And I was like, okay, well, he's a point guard. And then I watched him go from one end to the other as fast as anybody had ever seen with the ball. And I was sold. And then we just continued to run the race and, uh, you know, got a little dicey because COVID came and we weren't able to get him on campus. And we went into virtual recruiting. And, uh, you know, I think that at the end of the day, um, he found a spot, but we found the guy that was going to be the next one. And I didn't know that he'd lead the country in assists, and I certainly didn't know that he would have a chance to do it two years in a row for us. But I knew that he was a point guard. I knew he wanted to be great, and I knew he fit the way Coach Campy wanted to play. And uh, there was no question about his work ethic. There was no question about his character. And all that's done is shown to be true to this day. Smitty, I got to get with you on the, on, the, on the media stuff, man, because, you know, you got to say, oh, I knew. I knew this. And when I recruited him, I knew this whole time. I knew exactly how it was going to go I, down. I, I, love, I love when guys try to say that. It's like when everybody's like, oh, you knew Keith Benson was going to be a pro. No, I didn't oh, know 100%. Keith Benson was yes, going to be did. a pro. You know, when I recruited came and everybody, no, you know what? You, you look at guys and you try to figure out, are these the kind of guys that can play for your boss, both as people and as players? And, you know, what Jalen could do was he, he could – he could get the ball from one end to the other. He could really, really pass, and he played with a great amount of energy. And, you know, I didn't know that he was going to be the first-team all-league guy and have a chance to be the league MVP, but I knew he was going to be good. And uh, he's come in here, and he's shown us all that he's not just good, that he's great. Yeah, absolutely. Talking with Jalen Moore and Associate Head Coach Jeff Smith here on the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub. So, J-Mo, you know, 
enough about that and enough about the stats, and I know that's not why you're here, and I know that's not why you do what you do. You've told me as much before. I'm not guessing there. I know because you, you did say that to me. One thing that sticks out because Coach Campy was bringing it up, three days in March or four days in March, that's going to dictate the story. And for those of you that, that maybe didn't see this last year or you know didn't have the ability to see it with the tournament in Indianapolis, after the game was over and Cleveland State had won and they were going to the NCAA tournament, it was Jalen, it was Micah. Um, you guys were standing out there, and they drop the confetti and they do all that stuff. And, and Jalen and Micah both uh, just stood there that entire time. They, they just stood there and they watched everything that, that was going on. Take us all through that. Back that, that night in March, as you're watching Cleveland State celebrate going to the NCAA tournament, what, what's going through your head and going through Micah's head? Um, as soon as the buzzer went off, I just seen how they celebrated. Their whole coaching staff, the players, their managers, everybody on their side. They was jumping around, hugging each other, screaming, smiling. Um, you know, I just wanted to watch that because I want to know what that feeling feels like. You know, so I think it gave me and Micah extra motivation um, to get in the gym, to lead our, our group of guys and, you know, to be in that position again uh, this year, but to be on the Cleveland State side and actually win and actually celebrate. So um, it was a horrible feeling, but at the same time, it was a very humble feeling. Um, you know, I still have that picture on my background on my phone today. So every day I wake up, I see that picture on my phone. Um, and I don't want to go through that feeling again. I want to be on the other side. I want to be celebrating. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you told me from minute one when you showed up here on campus, it's about going to the NCAA tournament. And, you know, Coach Campy has, has talked about that, that that's the goal, man. I mean, that that's what it is. And, and you want to be a part of that. You want CBS in the house. You you know, be it Villanova, Kentucky, whoever whoever's in the way. You, you want all that smoke, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, it's about going to the NCAA tournament. Um, not just going to the NCAA tournament. Because a lot of people get satisfied with just punching their ticket. But um, I want to go there and I want to win some games and take it as far as we can. You know, don't don't be satisfied with just getting there. Actually do some damage in the NCAA tournament. And I believe we have a great group of guys and uh, players who can do that. Absolutely. Well, I, I certainly do agree. Uh, the early returns are in. It, it certainly does look that way. Appreciate you guys coming Thanks. out, man, for sure. Give it up for Jalen Moore, Associate Head Coach Jeff Smith, everybody here the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. When we come back, uh, we'll get you going with the Ask Campy tweet. So if you got something rolling around in your head, uh, go ahead and fire that away on Twitter with the hashtag Ask Campy. We'll read them all. we got a, a ton to get to, and certainly we'll talk about this upcoming weekend as well. All that and more. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group live at RJ's Pub. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. Tap into savings when you use your Oakland University Credit Union Visa Signature Credit Card. The Visa Signature Credit Card gives you more cash back, like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Simply tap to pay. It's fast, easy, and convenient. Tap to pay. Get more cash back with the OUCU Visa Signature Credit Card. Federally insured by the NCUA. 
This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at HenryFord.com slash sports. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468. 1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Of course, he is the coach, Greg Campy. Happy to have all you guys back here in RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Uh, Tuesday night, the pizza special's in full effect. I would say Danielle's got the Quebec Nordiques jersey on today, Camp. Yeah, that's, that, that's interesting. That's a throwback right there. <laughs> uh, that, is a, that is a throwback. That's pretty strong. Uh, there I, is got a, a, I got a Red Wings jersey with my name on the back. Uh, I saw that. Series. Yeah, and I, my son's a big Red Wings fan, and now he's walking around Austin, Texas with that jersey on. So, And, you, and it, the last name holds up, too, so yeah, it works perfectly. Uh, he can tell me played. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's that time of the show where we jump into your questions with the hashtag AskCampy. Uh, let's get right to it. And Pittsburgh Marty, uh, our guy, a couple days ago, as a matter of fact. I, I think I missed last week's show. Sorry about that. Uh, I know that every day is somewhat different. Explain how a typical practice is run. How long is it? What specifics you're working on? And I know that changes as the season goes on, right, in the schedule. Yeah, well, we can talk about where we're at now. Um, you know, right now – with the game canceled tomorrow, this week's a little screwed up with that. So we, we had started to prep on Monday. The game got canceled Monday afternoon. So today was, to, to be honest with you, I thought it was a really cool day because I had Jalen and Jamal and Trey Townsend not practice and sit there and watch practice and kind of cheer the other guys on, which I thought was kind of cool. And then we were able to take a lot of guys that don't get minutes and they became Oakland at practice, which they're always the other team. But today they got to be Oakland and we, we actually had a, a almost a full half scrimmage where each player got to play half the scrimmage as an Oakland player. Uh, that sounds weird, but, you know, <laughs> if you're a scout team player during the once the season starts and, you you know, your role is to be the other to be Antoine Davis or to be whoever. You know, it was kind of cool to get them to, to work on Oakland sets and things like that. So I thought it was a really good practice, and I got to rest those three guys. Micah was able to come back today, and he actually practiced and uh, got cleared, and he full, he went full goal, and so he'll, you know, he'll be able to play this weekend. And So it, it was a bizarre, unique practice that went really good. But then we, all, we, we try never to practice three days in a row during the season or at any time. Uh, because, you know, my goal is to be the best team you can be in February and peaking in the beginning of March. Um, so, you you know, and you have to do that physically and mentally. And so we don't grind down at practice. Our practice is now, by the time we actually start, like practice starts at 10 o'clock, but by the time we'll watch 15 minutes of film, 
stretch and things like that, shoot for 10 minutes. We're usually around 10.30 we start practice, and within an hour we're done. Um, we, very, very, very few times would we go more than an hour of actual practice once the season starts. And then by the time we get into February, it'll be down to 45, maybe even 30 minutes. Now, it's, you're out there an hour because of the stretching and the film, but the actual practice. And I try not to – they get tired of hearing me yell all the time. You know, the six months of me is – even I wouldn't like six months of me. So I, I try and get Smitty out there. I try and let Tony and, and Cove and those guys run a lot of the drills now. So it's, they're not always hearing negative from me. Uh, we'll have one day a week where I'll just sit in the stands and watch. Uh, just so that they don't, you know, it, the same voice can grind on somebody. So, uh, you know, we just that's just, you know, 40-some years of doing this and, and figuring it out. And, we're usually pretty good in February, so I, th I think we do it the right way. I can only imagine because 60 minutes a week is, is, a, is a ton, Cam. It oh, is. Being around you? Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. No, absolutely. You. 60 minutes a week is a ton. <laughs> uh, Matt from the Horizon League, uh, Horizon Roundtable uh, asks, he's got a two-parter here. Uh, coach Calhoun, Youngstown State's coach, said in his postgame comments that he thought you're a better offensive team without Parrish and with Lampman getting more shots, but a better defensive team and an overall team with Parrish. Just hoping to get your thoughts and see if you agree with that. Oh, absolutely not. You know, I, I, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, just competed a game with us. So, and, and Lamp went six for ten from the three. And let me tell you this, if Lamp shoots like that, he'll get at least ten threes every game we play. It, it, his shots didn't, weren't dictated because Micah wasn't there. You know, Micah Parrish's <laughs> because of Jalen and Jamal, Micah Parrish isn't going to get until those two guys are gone isn't going to get the the props with the word I used in the 70s. I don't know what the word is today. He, he's the most slept-on player in the horizon. League. Yeah, he's slept-on, okay. Um, Micah Parrish. You like that one, don't yeah. you, Jay? i gotta bring I, him. I, I got to bring him along, you know. I think Micah Parrish is going to be a pro. And, and I've talked to a lot of NBA people, and their NBA people think he has a real chance. He's got an NBA body, and he's got to get better at shooting the basketball, and he's got to get bigger and stronger. His shot's a little too slow right now, uh, but he's a good shooter. He's not a great shooter, but he's a good shooter. But he, you know, he changes the game defensively. I mean, he absolutely changes the game. And he's a great teammate. He's not selfish. He, he, he's, he's had some really good games just before COVID, and he did that last year, started slow and got better. And I've coached a lot of guys that do that. By the end of the last year, he was averaging almost 15 points a game. Yeah. And he was on his way to that again as we score more. As we're getting into the league, we're starting to score the ball, and we're playing some home games. We're starting to make shots, right, right. and we're starting to score the ball. We were winning because of our defense. The, the, the last weekend, we put up, you know, uh, we got free pizza on one day, and and he knew. Yeah, kinda, that's he right. He kind of kept us from getting free pizza the next day. Yeah. I, you know, he, he makes a free throw, they would have had it. But you know, for us to score that many points, I wouldn't have thought we were going to do that earlier in the year the way we were playing. So at home, we've scored seventy nine, eighty one, and eighty and eighty seven points in our three home games. So, you know, we're getting comfortable scoring the ball. Micah will score the ball. Lamp's job is to make threes. That's his job. 
He's got he's got to not hurt us defensively, and he's a smart player that can get where he's supposed to be. He's rebounding the ball well too. He, he's doing well. He's got three years now of understanding yeah. what he wants. He's built his body. He's in great condition. He works as hard as anybody in the program, but his job is to make shots. And when he's doing that, you know he's going to get 10, 11 shots, no matter if Mike is playing or not. We are a better basketball team offensively and defensively when Micah Parrish is on the floor. You, he's one of the best seven, eight players in this league. I, I, I'm going to say that. I think he's one of the best three players in the league. Right. I, wouldn't, I think I have the four best, you know, but I'm prejudiced. Yeah, no, I mean, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade any player in our analytics. league for any one of our players of those four. Um, you, you, you know, know. You, talk, you talked about your guys and how you're scoring the ball at home and stuff like that. Do you see that with, with Jalen in that? Because I see I, when he goes down the floor, especially in transition now, you see it. You see that feel like, like, like a racehorse, you know. I mean, just it's majestic. Mm. You can see him seeing everything. Uh, again, you know, that Ferrari talk and all that kind of stuff. That's, he's got that look in his eye when he's in transition again. But this has gone perfectly for this team. We had to learn to win with our defense. Because to win the championship and win in March, we got to guard. And we have what I think statistically is maybe maybe after 13 – I wouldn't have said this three weeks ago, but after 13 games, we're trending to being the best defensive team I've ever coached. Okay? So we've got a defensive team that can win. Now, I've got players that can run and go. So I've got to – you know, we're starting to, to go. And, and even – I got mad at him a little bit. We got way ahead, and then Jalen came down and beat everybody, missed a layup. Then the next possession, Jamal came down and, and, and took a shot. It rolled around the rim and went off. And we've got to find the, that median of when to go and when not to go because I don't want to lose. Our great teams that I've had here outscored teams. That's how we won. We outscored. We won. I remember beating South, South uh, Dakota State when they had Nate Waters, who was an NBA player, I remember beating them in the, in the conference tournament 110 to 90. Yep. Right? And, and that's how we played. But I had seven, eight guys that could score the ball. We didn't care if you scored. We wanted you to score because we wanted the pace going like this. And we just outscored everybody we played. This team, we're not going to do that. We can, we'll have nights like that. But I don't want to win that way. I want to win with our defense. So we have to understand down and distance when to go, when not to go. When Lamp's got it going like that or, or Jamal's got it going, he was 4 or 5 from the 3. When we got guys making threes and going like that, we still got to play inside out from the rim out. And when you got a point guard like Jalen, you got to play from the rim out because you got to get him off the pick and roll and you got to get him into the heart of the defense. Uh, Matt from the Rise Round Table, who's uh, in the house here tonight. I see him back there. Hey, what's up, Matt? With his daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I hear she's a singer. <laughs> it doesn't get that from Matt. I know that for a fact. Uh, <laughs> second, second ask Campy uh, question. Calhoun also mentioned the shot clock was a turning point in the game. Did you seem to grab all the momentum and went on a 22-0 run after the shot clock issue? Can we expect more clock issues in the future? Well, I hope not. I hope that we don't screw up like that, and I hope our, our stuff doesn't go down like it went down. I mean, you don't like that. Nobody liked that. Um, I remember uh, – in 2010, we're playing in the in the uh, championship game of the uh, Summit League championship, and we're getting our butt kicked early in the in the game. It's like 12-2 or something. Yeah, yeah. and the, the the lights went out or something. Remember? No, the horn got stuck on. 
Is that what it was? The horn, the horn was stuck on. But it was like five minutes. Yeah. And and so we and then Derek Nelson came out and had 37, and we won going away. And everybody from whatever school that was that we beat, I can't even remember. IUPUI. Oh, it was. Yep. Um, they said, but well, we lost the game because we had all the momentum and 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 it, it's a game. Every game's different. You play, you know. And I told Jalen can tell you, I called the team over and I said, let's. You know, game, we were ahead 16-13 to 13 when that went off. They scored the next three points, and then we scored the next 22. And I told them when we came together, the thing is, let's not let this, you know, change anything. Let's, you know, be mentally tough. They've got to go through it, too. We've got to go through it. Just be mentally tough, stay focused, and let's go win this game. And our guys did that, so just like we did in 2010. Uh, Golden Grizz fan, will Wednesday's game against Mercy be rescheduled? Um, that's a, that's a hell of a question. Um, how much control do you I mean? Is that a Detroit issue? Is that a horizon league issue? Like how does well, that work? It's a Detroit Oakland issue. Okay. Um, Youngstown's game with Detroit, they just went and played a division three game. We could do that. Detroit could do that. Or we could sit around and, and wait here. Here's the thing that I think people have to understand is, Mike Davis and Greg Campy do not want to play each other 13 times this year. We want it to be two. And here's what's going to happen down the road. A team is going to test positive, and, you know, Team A is going to test positive, and they're playing at Oakland and Detroit that weekend, or Oakland-Detroit is playing at their place that weekend. What's going to happen? Well, we're not going to play, so what are we going to do? The league's going to say Oakland and Detroit play. Just like Fort Wayne and Cleveland State played last week and at Cleveland State, and they're playing again tomorrow night at Cleveland State. So we don't want to go make that game up and then have to play them like we did last year two, four times in two weeks. So time's going to go by. We're going to see what's happened. We're going to sit down, and then Detroit and Oakland are going to make a decision as we go through this on in Detroit's going to make their decision based on what's best for Detroit, and Oakland's going to make their decision based on what's be- best for Oakland. But as of right now, um, it's out there. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. I-, I don't think either coach at either school wants to play each other five times. Right, right, I got you. Uh, follow up with this, if this hasn't already been discussed. It's being reported that Mercy had enough to play but wouldn't have practice. Can you elaborate on this or how the Horizon League approaches it? Okay, so I saw that, and I've heard that, and I've heard that, uh, you know. So I, all I know, and, and I talk with Mike, and we talk to each other, and I know that they had enough guys that if they could have played and would have been made to play, they would have because he was not. He, he's not going to take a forfeit. He's not gonna, they're going to play the game. And uh, I, I don't know who's out. He and I never talked about. Obviously, he knew Micah was out, and we didn't know if Micah would be back or not. Um, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that they hadn't practiced since the 22nd of January or uh, December. And the league ruled that uh, that's not fair to those kids. And I agree with that. I agree. I wouldn't want to have to go play my arch rival if Jalen and Jamal and, and Mike had all sat out for 
two you know, weeks, yeah. two weeks yeah. and now you got, we did that last year for $95,000. We played savior for $95,000 last year, and we did it because of the money and because we, want, we had to get our games in. And we had a 30-day pause, and we came in with three days of practice, and Jalen Moore probably played the worst game of his life that day, and our team played the worst game in the history of Oakland basketball. We were down 52-12 to 12 at halftime. So having experienced that, I, I agree with everything that happened. I agree that the league <clears throat> believed in the student welfare that those kids needed to practice. And I, I applaud Mike Davis for being honest and telling the truth that, you know, yeah, if we have to play, we will, but we don't, you know, we, it's not fair to our kids. And he's right. It was not fair to their kids. So that's all I know. Do I know who they are, what, how many practices they had? I'm not there. I don't know, nor do I care. I, I believe in trust in Mike. I believe in trust in our league office. And the right thing was done. All right, Camp. We've got about four more to get to. We've got about two minutes to do it. So we got a little oh, speed around here. I can't answer here. in two minutes. <laughs> Golden Grizzlies compliance. And football kids can compete in four games, still be considered a red shirt. Should basketball adopt a similar rule? How many games do you think it should be? Well, I'm on the committee that's, that's trying to get that through to the NCAA. Um, the, we have put through eight games uh, out of the 30 and that they have to be played before January 1. And it was, it was tabled, and it's being looked at. The committee that's, you know, the, the NABC, as I'm on, it's called the, the NABC Congress, and we're fighting for that, and we believe if football should do it, we could do it. If you believe this, though, there are coaches out there, Neil, that don't want it because they see it as a uh, – training ground like minor uh, league um, no yeah. a way to for me to show the other schools that i'm good and i won't play that year and then i go in the portal you oh, know that there, there are coaches out there that believe that it's a thing. show yeah, yeah. That, that joe smith is a freshman and he plays six games and he's averaging 16 a game and now he wants to go play at michigan so i'm not i'm going in i'm going to redshirt and then i got four years to so go he's gonna treat I'm, it like a whole i'm going to go into the portal yeah. and i'm going to get what's a, now that's how warped this whole thing's becoming. I'm for it. I think it should happen. And if I got a kid that wants to go in the portal, he needs to go because we've got right now 14 kids that love and believe in Oakland, and that's why we're doing so well. Uh, this, this is a combo of three. So Craig Como, Craig Hanford, and uh, MD Fun 89. They all want to know about uh, Zion, and MD Fun kind of wrapped it all up. If we were playing tomorrow, what would be the status of Micah and Zion? Micah's going to play. Uh, Zion is how he feels when he wakes up. Um, he went and he was dressed and ready to play on Sunday, and he couldn't do it. And, and he's, his problem is, and I can't deeply go into it because of HIPAA rules and things right. like that, but he's, he's got a bad knee. That's been talked about. His other knee's hurt too. And my, uh, he's a big guy. I mean, you know, right. he's, he's 235 pounds. And having been a guy that's lost both knees – I can tell you the knees are really important. They are. And if you can't move them and they hurt, you can't play. And so he wants to play badly. And I'll tell you what, if he'd have been there Sunday, Saturday, when we had all that foul trouble, he probably would have played 20, 25 minutes in that game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if he can go, he'll go. And if he can't, he can't. And we're at the point he's got to make a decision, a, a red shirt decision in that, you know, the red shirt rules are you can't play in more than eight games, and you have to make that decision if you're if it's an injury reason, 
uh, and you have to make that decision by the f midpoint of the season. He's played in seven, and we're at 13, and, and 15's the midpoint of the season. So, uh, you know, he's got two games to this week that he he's got to make a decision on, you know, can he physically do it or not. Uh, at Oakland U fan, when Coach sees a new sideline reporter, does he ever try to make it tough on purpose like uh, Greg Popovich does? Uh, he included Lauren Jabara in that, <laughs> in that tweet as well, who just uh, is working for the Atlanta Hawks now down in, in Atlanta. I don't follow Greg Popovich or the NBA, so I, I don't really know what he's talking about. Uh, I do follow Oakland, though. And sometimes things happen poorly as the half ends. And if she thinks she gets it, imagine what Jalen feels like, right? <laughs> because there's been a few times the half has ended poorly for him. In fact, the Michigan State game, and I wish he was on after me because he could say this, but the Michigan State game at halftime, I said something to her about my point guard. But after I watched the film, I told my point guard he did the right thing and he was right. I was wrong. Um, and his reason for what he did was right, and I'm glad he did what he did. But I was not happy at that moment. All right, let's scoot out of here for this last break. When we come back, we'll talk about the weekend, some big games coming up at the arena. We'll be back with more. It's a Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And, guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA. At Henry Ford Health System, we're proud to be the official health care provider of the Detroit Lions. Because our teams have a lot in common. We're all for leaving opponents in our dust. Linebackers and cancer alike. And we're all for pushing ourselves to be the best. Because we're all for anything it takes to win. Henry Ford Health System. All for you. Official health care provider of the Detroit Lions. Learn more at henryford.com slash teamdocs. Chester Hills. It's a Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is the coach, Greg Campy, and coach this weekend, Friday night, Green Bay in town at 7 o'clock. Sunday, some afternoon basketball, 4 o'clock at the arena. Milwaukee coming into town, and 
you know, certainly Patrick Baldwin Jr. has got a lot of press, and, and hopefully we get our first look at him here at the arena. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good weekend. Um, Green Bay, I, you know, I, I spent a little time last night. Once we found out we weren't playing Detroit, I saw a little bit, and then I'm heading home after this, and we're going to really do the deep dive into Green Bay. Uh, they're, they're completely different than I thought. Uh, they could come in here and beat us. Um, they've got a couple young kids that are really good. Uh, they really battle hard. They've, their record isn't, hasn't, they've lost a lot of very close games. And having, we were 0-9 last year and lost a lot of close games, and look what we did. And they could be that team this year. So we, we have to prepare for them, not look ahead uh, till Mil- to Patrick Baldwin and that. But um, that should be a, a, a really good competitive game. And then on Sunday, Milwaukee comes in, and, you know, they were picked to be the top in the league. And um, Baldwin was picked the preseason player of the year. And, you know, I, I told our fans, I, I told a couple coaches in the league too, I said, well, I understand, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, this kid at 6'9 and what he can do, and he's a lottery pick. And, and, if, and he is. I mean, if you look at all the mock drafts, he's gone from two or three to seven to eight like that. Uh, but, you know, I, I compared him to Jamal Kane, and I said, well, you know, he's he looks like Jamal, and that, except that he's 17 or 18 years old or whatever, and Jamal's 23. I said, I'll take the 23-year-old right now, you know, and I don't know who's going to get drafted higher, but, uh, you know, my – so I'm – and I had never seen Patrick Baldwin play in, until I saw film of him this year. So I didn't ha- – I had no clue. I was just saying that – you know, an 18-year-old versus a 23-year-old, is it's its a whole different world. And he's doing really well. He's averaging 15 and 7, I think. And I'm anxious to see him. I'm anxious to play our zone against him and see what we can do with him. And, and uh, they've got some other really good players, as we know from last year. Golson's really good. Um, Thomas is really good. So uh, I'm anxious – I'm not too anxious because we got to get through Green Bay first, but I'm really anxious to see how that kid plays. And, you know, the good thing is we'll probably have, you know, a, a, quite a number of pro scouts at the game. And and what I like about that is be, that, that'll be five or six more pro scouts get to see Jalen and get to see Mike and Trey. You know, so that's that's what I'm excited about. I'm glad that they're coming in because, you know, that's there's been a lot of times I've gone places to recruit a kid and I saw somebody else on the floor that, oh, we got to have that guy. And so I'm, I like the fact that he's coming in here and, and there's going to be those scouts here. Uh, what about that hype? And, and I've talked about it too. I've, I've talked with Matt and, and people in the media where, you know, I, I'm, I'm very open about my Horizon League vote. And I, I did. I voted Jamal Kane the Horizon League Player of the Year. That probably went against the grain and against the wind and everything because I've seen, I've seen him. You know what I mean? Right. Like those, those guys didn't get a chance to see him, so I forgive him a little bit. But with all that being said, you know, the, the hype and everything like that, you said you've kind of broke down some film, Patrick Baldwin Jr. De- describe his game. What, what has everybody so excited about him? Well, he's long. He's the NBA – and that's what I talked about Micah earlier. He's that NBA prototype player, a non-positional with a seven-foot wingspan. The difference is that, you know, he's not developed. I mean, he's an 18-year-old kid that's probably – in six years, you're going to look at him, and you won't even if you put two pictures together. You won't even think it's the same guy, because he's probably going to put on 30 to 40 pounds, and he can really shoot it. His stroke is sure, and he can really shoot it. So at, at that size, that's unusual. 
Yeah, absolutely. But it is. It's going to be a fun weekend of basketball at the arena. You can go to goldengrizzlies.com, uh, get hooked up with some tickets. Friday night game against Green Bay. And as Coach Campy has been talking about, Milwaukee will be in town on Sunday. We've got about 20 seconds, Camp. We need to we need to get that. I have told our players, and Trey Townsend has told our players because he grew up in the arena, but we got to get that thing full. We saw it against Toledo. And now with this group, we need to we need to get going. And I know COVID and all that kind of stuff, but you know we're not going to have a lot of students there because of, of the COVID restrictions. Right. Uh, but we need people there. Big thanks to Ali here handling the live stream. Big thanks to Jimmy Kennedy back in our 1270 The Bet studios. This has been the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills.